Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Tuesday, August 16th, 1977, 5 a.m. Elvis and his girlfriend Ginger head back upstairs after a night of racquetball with his cousin Billy and his wife Joe. The odd hours were normal for Elvis. After all, a life in show business meant a different schedule than most. After the short racquetball game, they all gathered around the piano and sang, and then called it a night. Upon entering the bedroom, Elvis took a pile of pain medication. He did this often, as he needed them to sleep. Two hours after tossing and turning, he took another pile of pain medicine. You see, he needed the sleep. In about ten hours, he was going to be going on a plane to start a tour. After another hour of tossing and turning, he called his stepbrother Ricky to see if he could get him more of the medication. After securing a smaller dose, Elvis took it and went back to bed. At 9.30 a.m., Elvis was still unable to sleep, so he grabbed a book and headed to the bathroom as he often did. Ginger rolled over and told him not to fall asleep in there. I won't, he said. At 2 p.m., Ginger noticed that Elvis hadn't gotten back in bed. She didn't think too much of this and started going on about her day. She called her mother while she got dressed and put on makeup. After she finished and hung up with her mother, she decided to take a stroll and see if she could find where Elvis was. When she couldn't find him right away, she headed towards the bathroom. She opened the door, and she found Elvis's lifeless body slumped over, face first, on the floor. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, the ghost of Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley was born on January 8, 1935, in a small home in Tupelo, Mississippi. Him and his family would stay in the town of Tupelo until he was 13, in which they would move to Memphis, Tennessee. In January of 1956, he would release his first hit single, Heartbreak Hotel. Now, this song would launch him into superstardom, the likes of which many musicians had never seen before. He'd create controversy by the way he danced on national television. Now, by today's accounts and what you can find on TikTok, really wouldn't be a big deal now. But at the time, the way he moved his hips caused people to write letters to not only the TV stations, but also to like the government. He'd go on to have a bunch of hit songs and movies. And even 25 years after his death in 2002, he would have another hit single when the song A Little Less Conversation was remixed and released. Now, I know this is probably the shortest recap of Elvis's life, but the hauntings are so prominent that we got to dive right into them. Now, the birthplace of Elvis in Tupelo is where we're going to start our little voyage of where Elvis's ghost has been spotted. A little known fact about Elvis is that he was born a twin and that his sibling died during childbirth. Now, this had a major effect on his life, and his mother always told him that he needed to live well because he was actually living for two. And perhaps this is why he has returned to his birth home. The ghost of Elvis has been seen walking around the property in Tupelo. One of the more prominent hauntings for Elvis is in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. In Las Vegas, Elvis had one of the biggest residencies of all time there, and he did this at the International Hotel, which later became the Hilton. At the location, a red Cadillac with Elvis inside has often been seen driving directly towards a brick building, and when it hits it, it disappears. The crazy thing about this is where that brick building is, is where his private driveway used to be. 
The building had later been renovated, so it's like he's just driving back up into where he used to stay. Now, there are a lot of tales of him walking around this building, but one of the most prominent stories actually comes from one of his friends, Mr. Las Vegas himself, Wayne Newton. Now, during Elvis's life, Wayne Newton was actually a friend of his. And shortly after Elvis's death, Wayne Newton was offered to replace Elvis at his residency. Now, he originally turned this offer down as he thought it would be disrespectful to his friend. After talking to friends and family, he decided that it would be an honor to replace him at his residency. Now, one night before performing, he was let known that the balcony was going to be empty that night. Now, venues often did this so that the performer wouldn't acknowledge a part of the arena that had no people, which makes sense. Now, as he was performing, something up in the balcony caught his eye. Remembering that no one was supposed to be up there, he looked for a second and noticed a man walking around. As he fixated on the man up in the balcony, he noticed that it looked awfully a lot like his friend Elvis. And he said that he was able to actually identify the man as definitely being Elvis Presley. Eventually, Elvis will look back down at him and start smiling. And Wayne Newton took this as Elvis telling him that he's okay and that he's at peace. Now, finally, the most famous place that Elvis is known to haunt is where he lived and died, which is his home at Graceland. Over the years, many people have seen Elvis's ghost on the grounds. One of the more famous stories happened during the 1980s. A tour that was there went up to their tour guide and said how magnificent that the Elvis impersonator was. Now, quite puzzled, the tour guide said, we don't have an impersonator on the grounds today. The entire group was like, he was just over there. He was singing. He was talking to everybody. He looked just like him. Upon conducting a search from the tour guide and other members of the staff, there was no impersonator found on the grounds. Some of the most frequent hauntings in the house itself is from the room known as the Jungle Room. Now, the Jungle Room is where Elvis would often host family and friends, and that's where he would sing for them. The apparition of Elvis has been seen around the piano, singing, and talking with friends. Another place that's been reported to hear singing is from upstairs. The strange thing about this is, the upstairs is off-limits. So when guests report hearing singing coming from upstairs, staff will go up and investigate and find nobody up there. If you head to the backyard, you can find the meditation garden. Within the meditation garden, you can actually find the graves of Elvis and his family. His daughter, Lisa Marie, calls it the damn backyard, as she knows that there is a plot that waits for her next to her grandmother. The ghost of Elvis has been seen around the graves, and he's even been spotted and photographed in the tree line on the property. So do you think that the ghost of Elvis is in any of these locations? Leave us a comment or jump in our Discord and let us know. And be sure to stay tuned because myself, Jesse, and Dave are going to discuss if we believe that these hauntings are real or not. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Hometown Ghost Stories, Celebrity Hauntings. That was the ghost of Elvis Presley. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley and Dave Wilkins. What's up, Rob? Uh, not much. So when we started talking about side content to do and came up with Celebrity Hauntings, one of the first people that I thought of to do one of these episodes on was Elvis Presley. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the more famous celebrity ghosts. And we're also joined by, speaking of celebrities, uh, Dave Wilkins. Hello, Dave. Why, hello. Yes. I mean, I'm no Elvis, but 
pretty well known. Oh, don't, don't belittle yourself like that. Of course you are. And we're also joined once again by special guest, Captain McSlugs. Andrew, what's Hi. up? Not hey much. There. I liked the new intro music. That, that was, was nice. yeah, that was a little shake up there. That one was actually produced by our good friend and frequent viewer, King Casher. So thanks, Cash, for the music. It was nice. uh, spooky actually, and smooth. Spooky and, yeah, spooky and smooth, just like King Casher. Yeah. So <laughs> it, uh, it was good. It was good to switch things up. And uh, we actually used that in the background of the podcast for uh, horror movie reviews as well. But it was so quiet because it's just background music that you couldn't really hear it. So this is the first time you get to hear it in its prominence. But speaking of hearing things and wonderful music, let's talk a little bit about Elvis. Yeah, Elvis, the ghost of Elvis has been prominent basically since the moment he died. There is a story of one of his neighbors where the day after Elvis died, before the neighbor was aware of it happening or it was on the day he died, um, I think before he was discovered, I might I have this a little off. But anyways, the the neighbor said that Elvis walked up to him and had a quick conversation with him and basically said like, sorry, we didn't talk more or whatever. And then the neighbor was like, this is a weird conversation. And he found out like an hour or two later after he walked away from him that Elvis was already dead. So the hauntings start with Elvis practically from the moment he dies. Um, the stories, which isn't uncommon as far as hauntings go. There's a lot of haunting stories, uh, not necessarily with celebrities, but stories that I've just read and covered that the very first ghost sighting is almost immediately after death. And you hear that a lot. And that's right. interesting because the stories are always so compelling because it's, it's usually by somebody who knows them. And it's usually like a really like the person who knows them doesn't know they're dead yet. And they see them and they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's actually it happens a lot. So I think that's pretty interesting. You're right. It, it is something, especially with people that know them, whether or not they know that they're dead, people that know you are more likely to see your ghosts immediately after you die. And whether that's because you're just looking for them and you're like, Oh my God, I saw Dave drive by. Uh, Dave's been dead. Can't wait for that day. But (laughs) you know, whether it's just your mind telling you that you're seeing them or what other people allude to is that a lot of times the reason that you might see that goes right after they die is they got something that they need to tell you. And that's something that they wanted to convey to you uh, before they passed away. And they, they weren't able to because they died unexpectedly. Right. And, um, and a lot of times you'll see these people in your dreams and they'll be trying to tell you something. And this happens so frequently uh, when people die that it, the, there's a lot of people that think that there's some truth to it. Now, the other side of it might be that you're just you're thinking so much about that loved one who died that uh, you're having dreams about it because that's just what it's on your mind when you fall asleep. So it could be here or there, but um, it's not uncommon and it happens all the time. And especially when you have such a high profile death like Elvis. Yeah, I think that's something that you can credit to a lot of the ghost stories that happened near after death, but probably not all of them. You know what I mean? Well, this one specifically, he didn't even know that he was dead yet, right? So he he has this conversation with him, and he doesn't even know that Elvis is dead, then he finds out. And the interesting thing with Elvis is the amount of sightings. I hit on what I consider to be the three locations that I think are most likely real, um, but those aren't the only three locations. There is a, the one that, that really, that I wanted to save for the discussion portion before we jump into the ones we covered 
is there are a lot of stories of picking up Elvis as a hitchhiker, the ghost. Right. Yeah. And so the, one of the ones that I read that was like the most prominent one that stuck out is this guy was driving his truck and there was this guy walking on the street, hitchhiking. He picks him up and they're having a conversation. He's like looking at him. He's like, he looks really familiar. And this happened, I think in like 1980 or 1981, somewhere in that time frame. So a little after the death, but not crazy far after. And they're just having this conversation and like, he's looking at him. He's like, he looks really familiar during the conversation. They're talking about cars and then the guy says, I own quite a few Cadillacs. And the guy's like, in his head, he said he was like, this guy's clearly lying to me. Why would he be hitchhiking if he owns several Cadillacs? It's good and, point. He, valid, and, valid. and he asked him where to drop him off. And he said, um, just drop me off like on Elvis Presley Boulevard, which is right by Graceland. And um, as he looked at him when he got out of the car, he's like, wow, he really looks like Elvis. And and I guess when he got out of the, the truck, he like faded off into the distance or whatever. But he's pretty sure that it was the ghost of Elvis that he drove back to Graceland. So and he was, is not the only one that has had the story. So this was obviously in Memphis. And um, I wonder, because I've never been to Memphis, but I've been to Las Vegas. And Las, Las Vegas is the other location where you said there's a lot of hauntings of Elvis. And I wonder if in Memphis, there's a, as probably not as many, but also a lot of Elvis impersonators. You got to assume there probably are. That was my and immediate first thought. Maybe, too. yeah, like maybe these hitchhikers are Elvis impersonators. You know what I mean? Maybe some of them, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, that could definitely be it. But I think it was more about like, I don't know where that particular story, but it's not the only one. And sometimes he fades off out of the car, just like all the other hitchhiker stories that you hear. Um, the other thing with the stories of Elvis is they happen on the grounds at Graceland. And that story I told about them saying that was a great impersonator and the tour guide being like, there was no impersonator. We don't know what you're talking about um, is not a one-time thing. There's one very specific one that gets referenced a lot in the mid to late eighties, but it's not the only time it's ever happened where people see this man that looks like Elvis. Um, and then they turn around and he's gone and he's nowhere to be found. And the house has staff has no idea who he is. And it's not like an easy place to like escape out of either. You know, that's it's hard maybe to explain. The, uh, maybe the ghost of Elvis needs to hitchhike from Memphis to Las Vegas. To maybe both places. Maybe. That's um, how it goes back and forth. <laughs> now there's also been a ton of Elvis stuff debunked over the years. There was a really famous photo of Elvis, the ghost of Elvis sitting in a pool house and they debunked that as like his stage manager that was actually sitting in there. He wasn't doing it to like create a photo thinking it was Elvis. It's just someone that was taking a tour of Graceland took this photo and this guy happened to still be a staff member or was a staff member or something. And they caught it and he just looked enough like Elvis that they were like, we have the ghost of Elvis in this picture or like made the news. Like this was circling news channels and it got debunked, but you know how that goes. The The main story gets told, the debunking gets kind of swept away. And to your point, there's so many Elvis impersonators there. There was a guy called, I think it was Orion. So 
he looked a lot and sounded a lot like Elvis and he would wear a mask on the cover of all of his um, album covers. So people actually thought that this singer was Elvis doing a comeback thing. He had like five or six albums. That's a pretty good, and, uh, pretty good scheme. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a <laughs> lot like, like Tupac, like not specifically the same as Tupac, but you know what I mean? Like after Tupac's death, the Machiavelli album started coming yeah. out. Right. He had those so confused. Yeah. <laughs> but Tupac had so much unreleased music that he was able to keep pumping out albums. So that is an interesting gimmick. And you see this a lot. We've talked about it before with um, celebrities and fake deaths and people that always just want to be like, oh, he faked his death. He faked his death. I think we talked about it pretty in depth in the Jesse James episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because you get people that are such fans of these celebrities that they just, they don't want them to be gone. So they, they obviously just want to come up with conspiracy theories on, on whether or not they fake their death. Well, the so. ones for Elvis are super fun. Like the conspiracy theories behind Elvis's death and faking of his own death. Oh, they're his, always fun. Well, his is especially fun. So have you ever heard of him being an undercover federal agent? Oh, no, <laughs> no. This already <laughs> sounds like it's not great. <laughs> so Elvis had a collection of police badges, right? He collected them from like every city that he went to. He he just had this big collection. If you look up Elvis and Nixon during his visit to see President Nixon, he was showing him some of his badges. Like there's photos of that. So what got misconstrued is he was just looking for a badge, right? He just wanted like this special forces type badge. And this got kind of spun to the fact that he actually became this undercover agent based on some letters that he wrote to Nixon about wanting to be a person to help fight like the drugs that were going on and rampant at the time. And he was going to fight them by taking all of them. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing (laughs) is he was taking a bunch of drugs, but he, but he was telling president Nixon, you know, like I'm close to, I'm close to all the uh, hippies. Like these are his words. He's close to the black Panthers. He can he can be like an intermediate person to um, right, and so he got construed as like this this whole special agent, and then he got mixed up with the mob by accident based on getting scammed by them. So yeah. he got, he got scammed by them on a t- on selling his airplane. So then, right when they were going to court for this stuff, um, is when he died. So then the whole conspiracy was that he faked his death because of this or that the mob actually killed him. And there's just so much circling around Elvis. And the, the actual thing is he was very unhealthy. He had diabetes. He had a irregular heartbeat. He, he was, was constipated old. for like months, right? Because of the drugs. Yeah. So he just was a very unhealthy person. He was getting older is, you know, in his early forties at this point, And he's living this tough life. Like if you listen to that opening story, he called his cousin over to play racquetball at like 4am. And then they played the piano at like 5am. And then it was time to go to bed at six. And now I understand that he's a performer and their lifestyle is different and their hours aren't a nine to five, like normal people. But even on your days off, like living that type of life is going to catch up to you. You know, 
Absolutely. Especially when you're mixing in all the drugs and everything. Yeah, the piles of pills. The human right. body is not meant to be awake during those hours. So even if you're accustomed to it, if you, even if you work overnight shifts, you're never comfortable in it. You're right. like, you might adjust a little bit, but you never, you never, you don't become nocturnal. So it's not healthy to be up during those hours all the time. Like you could never really switch. Right. So he just, he had a really unhealthy lifestyle, you know, and then there's the whole thing of he died on the toilet and that's not really the case either. He Basically, fell off the toilet. Well, it's not, that's not even what happened. Supposedly he had a barber's chair in his bathroom. Now we're talking about Elvis. His bathroom is going to be elaborate, right? Mm-hmm. So when he couldn't sleep, what he would do is he would grab a book. He would go to the bathroom and he would sit in his barber's chair and that's where he would read. So, you see what book he was reading? I did, but I don't remember it off it's the like top the, of my head. Something with the face of Jesus Christ or something. I remember yeah. I read about it today. I was like, that's an interesting topic. Yeah. that's It was something like that. I do remember. I almost put it in the story, but I just I didn't think it really needed it, to be honest with you. So, yeah, he didn't fall. I mean, maybe he did, but most likely he fell off his barber's chair while reading his book and went face down after her you know, a heart attack. It's a tough way to go. That's a tough way to go. But that's a little more, a little less, uh, I don't know how to describe it, a little more glamorous than falling off the toilet would be falling off the barber's chair. Right. Glamorous is not the word, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The book was called A Scientific Search of the Face of Jesus, for the face of Jesus. That's what Mm. it was. Yeah, very interesting book to be reading during that. Um, but this is also why Graceland is, to me, one of the two locations that's most likely that he would haunt. I'd because, say so. Yeah. You know, this was, I, I also found it interesting that he didn't name it Graceland. No. I just, I just assumed that he would have built the house. So all my research on this, I saw that he actually bought it and it was already named Graceland. Oh, it was already named that. I'm sure yeah, Elvis yeah, Presley, I'm sure Elvis that. Presley Road wasn't already named Elvis Presley Road though. No. It's so <laughs> ironic. Like, wow. <laughs> That's so cool. This is really meant to be. Guy named yeah. Elvis Presley moved into Elvis Presley Road. Right. Uh, yeah. No. The Graceland was named by the guy who built the estate, which was originally a lot bigger than it is now. Um, far more acres. Doubt, yeah. Doubt you could walk across it. How many Rob Snorkels is that? <laughs> <laughs> Dozen um, Rob Snorkels, and he named it after his daughter Grace. Right. So. Oh, okay. So that's where the Graceland name comes from. But he lived there for a long time, and he also died there, and that was like his. You know, his salt, like his saving grace, not to be redundant with the name. That's where he stayed when he could. The that's other place. Yeah, you showed some images of it. Right. Well, so they redid the interior. Priscilla Presley, um, when they started doing tours, if you go and look up the original, Elvis really liked the color red. And a lot of the original interior was red in a lot of the rooms. And when she set it up for tours, she did that white and gold like look yellow and gold yeah yeah that was not the way it looked when he lived there right um, but that house is definitely supposed to be haunted they see uh they see is they say they see is before, uh, before you stray away from everything being red do you want to know what wasn't red what a scientific search for the face of jesus oh uh, <laughs> got it how do you know he how do you know he didn't finish it and was like time to go yeah. see jesus yeah <laughs> maybe Fair enough. Maybe it was like Shams al Al Mahara for however you say that. And as soon as he finished it, that's when it happened. Oh, maybe. I doubt 
These are all bad theories. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so apparently uh, his face has been, undercover detective theory. has been seen in glass casings in the house, and they felt his presence next to the closet of his fa- famous jumpsuits. It's also rumored that you can hear him singing from the second floor of the mansion. I'm just going to say this. All of these things sound like things that would normally happen inside of a museum to people. So if you see his face in a glass casing, could be a reflection off one of the thousands of pictures of him in the house. You hear him singing, they might be playing music, playing his music upstairs. But I'm not going to discount the hauntings. I'm just saying, when you're in a museum dedicated to one person, you it does well, sound like you could explain a lot of that away. Pretty well, of course, you could come up with a theory, but on specifically on the singing thing, it's they hear singing upstairs. I think you kind of usually know the difference between a recording and hearing someone singing. And mm-hmm. then when they go upstairs, there's nobody up there. So even if yeah. it's playing, who's playing it? it? Was it the Whispers estate that they kept hearing the singing yeah. and they ended up finding the recording device up set up in the vent system? I don't, you know what I I mean? don't buy that whole, this guy found all this stuff just because of, we went over it in length on the Whispers estate just because of the lack of photographic evidence that he had for his findings. I think this right. guy was just a clout chaser. That's what I think. And what I would say about Graceland is they're not exhibiting this as a haunted house. This isn't like you're not going to Graceland because it's haunted. Nobody like that's not the reason people go to Graceland because it was Elvis's house. Right. Of course. They're not, they're not like, let's go find a ghost. They're like, let's go see where Elvis lived. Let's go see, um, see the inside of his house as much as we can. Like, it's not. Yeah. I'm sure the vast, the vast majority are just Elvis fans, but I'm sure there's also 9% probably. I'm sure there's also a group that want to see if they can find a ghost. But my, my point being is they're not marketing that. So they're not hiding stuff in the thing being like, Oh, it's haunted. Like we think with some other places, right? Like, that's what I'm saying is Graceland's not doing that. That's not, that's not what they're looking for in this tourist attraction. Well, even Priscilla thought the place was haunted. She told, um, the guardian that uh, his spirit communicates to her. She said, when I go to Graceland, my gosh, I can walk in that door and see him walking down the stairs. I can hear laughter. I can hear music playing in the music room. It's a very surreal feeling, but it's not scary. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, that's and that the jungle room, I uh, was watching the video of the jungle room doing this. And I was like, man, what a cool little room he had. And that's one of the most haunted um, rooms in the entire house as well. So I don't know. I, I think if there's any place it's Graceland and the other place that I think it is, is Las Vegas. He had a residency there for years, years. So he did, I think over 600 shows on that stage. So that one specific stage, I mean, clearly is the place that he performed the most. Right. And it's almost, and it almost was like a second home to him at that point in his life. He had his own, driveway at the hotel he had his own suite like so of the places in his adult life those are the two that make the most sense to me that he would haunt yeah i would definitely say it's uh one of those two that that would be my educated guess here speaking of vegas that they banned elvis weddings in las vegas did they yeah i read that i thought that was a weird thing to do what was their reasoning who banned the fun police i must have been the fun police I mean, it had to be the city of Las Vegas that banned it. I can't imagine that being a Nevada thing. Yeah, it's not like the manager of Burger King is like, you know what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hereby declare. 
No, I mean, right. it's probably a local thing, not not like a statewide thing. Obviously, not a federal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise bigger, me. Bigger but, fish um, to fry on the federal level at this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just a fun fact or an unfun fact. That wasn't fun at all. No, no, no. That, was, that was the opposite least, of fun. Uh, Andrew, Captain McSlugs, you, you're our resident expert on all things pirates and all things Elvis Presley. If you were to pick one of these locations that you think Elvis Presley is most haunting, uh, which one would it be? Or none. Uh, true. Um, I would probably go with his house, most likely. Um, I don't know. They seem like pretty solid stories to me. Yeah, we could maybe debunk them if we really try hard enough, but um, don't need to. We don't need to. The, if it's coming from pers- like, <laughs> if it's just some random fan that swung by the house and was like, "I saw Elvis," like, like how many people a day are gonna say like, "Oh, I saw him," like, like. But when it comes from Priscilla, that that's where it lays a, a different level of credibility for me. So I would say, if I were to pick one, although I see both to be highly, highly probable, could it definitely be Vegas or or uh, Graceland? But I would say Graceland is probably the more likely place to be haunted. In well, the way, the, um, the way the Newton like, story is really interesting. Sorry to cut is. you off there. Were you that was, in, was that in Vegas? Wayne Newton story was in Vegas, right? So the Wayne Newton story was in Vegas, and basically what happened there was just a quick recap: is they were friends. After he died, Wayne Newton was offered the residency where he, where Elvis performed. He didn't want to take it, and then he was talking to friends and family, and they said it would, you know, honor Elvis to do that residency because he'd probably want one of his friends to take it over you know, rather than some random person. So while performing one night, the balcony's empty, and they would tell these performers ahead of time if the balcony was going to be empty so they didn't, you know, basically signal to people that weren't there and look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. So he's performing, and he catches in his eye somebody walking around the balcony. And as he's performing, he's like, that's kind of weird. Nobody's supposed to be up there. And then he looks as he's performing, and it's like, holy shit, that's looks like Elvis and he's like holy shit that's Elvis and then Elvis just kind of like smiles to him and waves or something and disappears that's pretty nice could've of Elvis's ghost given the non approval could have been an, uh, an Elvis impersonator yeah but I don't think that was super yeah, prominent letting, at the time not, that and they're, if they're not letting people up in the balcony they're not letting some asshole who's taking pictures on the street for 25 cents up the, up in the balcony they are if they think it's Elvis <laughs> Well, they're also probably arresting him too, right? Because they're not going to let something that distasteful happen. So we're going to know he would have known that the guy was up there and got arrested. And I don't think Elvis impersonators, I'm not clear on this, but I don't think that had really taken off yet at that point. Yeah, I'm sure that popped off a little bit later. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably a good point. You don't really need impersonators if he's there. Maybe it was the ghost of an Elvis impersonator. Ooh, there's an angle. Some layers to that story. (laughs) Nice. But the, uh, the red the red Cadillac driving into the wall that numerous people have seen is also interesting. That is interesting. That's an, you know you hear we hear a lot of like the same ghost stories over and over in different places, and they True. get redundant. And that's one. Haven't heard that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like when Elvis up. wearing a white dress. <laughs> yeah, wearing a white dress, crying in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that that wall that he's driving into is where his driveway used to be as well makes it even more interesting. Oh shit! Yeah. You know, like that's what makes that story jump out even more to me is not only is he driving into the wall, he's driving into where his driveway used to be before mm-hmm. that place was renovated. The so one good. I wanted to touch on the um the hitchhiker story. Mm-hmm. Um 
I liked it. I thought it was a fun story. It seemed a little perfect, if you ask me. Like, if I were to make a Hitchhiker story about Elvis... It would have been exactly that. It might have been that. Like, Yeah, yeah so I, I can't disagree with that. The only thing I can say is that there are multiple stories that came out in the early 80s based on the hitchhiking thing. And again, that makes me think it's slightly more credible because as we touched on or will touch on later with the redheaded hitchhiker of Route 44, which is around us, there's a bunch of stories from the 70s, 80s, and before that these people were not talking to each other. There was no internet. And you get a lot of the same um, stuff in the story. Yeah, it, it could be like one of those situations where a ghost doesn't realize he's a ghost. And it's yeah. just like, he's just, boom, he's on the uh, side of a highway. He's like, damn, I gotta get home. Yeah. Hitchhikes, so, who knows? The one that I'm back and forth on for sure is the childhood home, the birth home where he was born and his twin died where they, because there's just not a lot of other than people just saying that they saw his ghost. And it's like, okay, so you saw his ghost. What was he doing? And that's just, there's no like, was it a baby Elvis ghost? Right. Or is he returning as an adult? Like the only, the only way I could give it credibility is he was really affected by being a twin and his twin dying at childbirth. Mm. So like, is he going back there because of that? Like yeah. as an adult ghost would be right. the only thing that I would think of, but the, the, there's just the stories to be honest, suck. It's, we saw the apparition of go of Elvis. Yeah. What was he doing? Like give us something more and nobody's given more than that. Really? Right now. I see. I, I, if it was going to be anywhere to me, I would say it's Graceland or Vegas, but at the same time, we are back in the we don't make the rules situation. And um, it just seems like it's more of like a another pull to the house or people just trying to, you know, make some waves with a good social media post or something. But Oh, there's definitely a ton of fake stuff out there on Elvis. If you look up Elvis's ghost, you'll find. I saw one where they were trying. It was like security camera footage. And it's everyone moving really fast in the building, like, you know, like a high speed. And then you see Elvis in slow motion from behind moving slow while everyone else is moving fast. And it's clearly just a superimposed video from one of his performances. It's Uh, like, if you're going to have him in that, if you're going to try to fake this fake match the speed up a little bit, but he's not going to be moving in slow motion while everybody else is moving a million miles an hour. Yeah, that just sounds like it just seen out of a movie or something. It was like exactly what it was. Like it Depends exactly. on the, I mean, I agree that that is a hundred percent a Photoshop video, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, if you, I mean, you could say it's Photoshop because it just looks photoshopped. I mean, I think that if you're talking about different dimensions, time doesn't really apply. Well, that's true. You know, age doesn't apply. So yeah. Um, Maybe not, but yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's a good. I, I know which video you're talking about, and that video sucks. Yeah, maybe it's that dude goes from fast that hunts you really slow. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Um. So yeah, like th- there's so much fake stuff of Elvis, but while I was doing the research on this, the one thing I thought about: we always talk about energy, and they're always being ghosts needing energy and energy being around them and stuff, and like Graceland is full of energy every day. Right. There's so much energy coming into that place with people and 
everything that they're bringing in. So maybe we should actually lay a little more credence to some of these celebrity ghost stories because they generate more energy than other places might. Mm. You know what I mean? So you don't really want to discount any of them, but it's like when you get some, some bad footage or something like that, it just, Oh, there's there's so many people out here trying to fake this stuff that it's, it's, you got to try to sift through the bullshit. But at the same time, it's, I don't want to really want to discredit anyone's stories and who's to say that that house isn't haunted. Oh yeah. I mean, there's definitely way more fake stuff and there's such, there's so many stuff that has been proven to be fake or whatever, but underneath all of that, if he's going to haunt anywhere, like we're saying, Graceland is probably the, the most likely place. Or if he's in Vegas, how much energy is around Vegas? There, there is a show in, you know, the arenas or the, the, you know, I don't know if that arena is still standing, to be honest. I didn't look into that. But the, the areas that he was, there's so much energy there at all times that it would help to actually... Oh, for sure. I mean, if it was anywhere on the strip, which I'm assuming it was, then there's, it doesn't matter where the hell it is. There's going to be a ton of stuff going on every day. Right. A- so, and every hour that city just never, never sleeps. You know, you can go find a party at literally any time you'll find right. an after party and go find the after, after parties. And then the, right. then the pool parties are starting at 11 AM. So it's, there's never a moment where Vegas is uh something isn't happening. So that energy so, is definitely always there. Basically what I'm saying is I was going into a lot of these celebrity ghost stories where to just rip them all the shreds. And then when you start getting into the layers of it, you're like, well, yeah, there's clearly a lot of stuff faked. But at the same time, the likelihood that these celebrities are haunting at a higher rate than others, well, maybe not a higher rate, but still haunting at a high clip makes sense based on everything that surrounds them. For sure. I have to agree with you on the uh, celebrity ghost thing when you first said you, you know, first toss out the idea of celebrity ghosts. I was like, ah, these, but these are all just the fakest, you know, you don't want to let go of them. And, and to be, to be fair, I've kept that belief, but this one actually, I could, I can get it. I can get on board a little bit with the Graceland location. It's where he died. It's where he loved to be. There was a lot of Trace emotion to tied him. to that, you know, mm-hmm. tied to this location. Um, the witness accounts feel more authentic. Like, his wife, his ex-wife there, like she has, she's not gaining any clout. She has no reason to tell fake ghost stories. None. Right. Not, she needs, she needs the press. Like, no, there's no, no reason for it. It's, you know, no reason for it. So right. I think this one holds more weight than the, the past ones that we've talked about. Um, Which is funny because Elvis is the one when we started to talk about doing these that I was just ready to rip to shreds. Same. That was like, oh, yeah, look at this. All I can think about is that stupid, is it Brian Adams song? Walking in Memphis. Oh, I know. So I knew you that's were going to bring that It's not Brian Adams. It's not Brian Adams. Oh, man. What, who, I forget his name. But he was, uh, I almost put it in the episode, but I knew it'd get like flagged that, for copyright. Um, <laughs> walking in Memphis. Yeah, where it's like, I saw the ghost, ghost of Elvis. My, secure, my security didn't see him. That's <laughs> pretentious line. I don't even think that's actually what he says, but I like to think that's what he says. He said yeah. security didn't see him, not my yeah. security. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's like, well, I definitely had security. It's yeah. uh, Mark Cohn walking Mark in Cohn. Memphis. Yeah. Walking I knew that. in Memphis. I knew this was coming up. As soon as we were doing this episode, I'm like, I know walking in Memphis is coming <laughs> I up. I almost forgot. I was going to bring it up at the beginning, but I couldn't insert it in a good time. So I'm glad we talked about it here at the end. Anything, yeah. else, you, anything else you guys want to touch on, Elvis? Uh, no, I, I just, I like that 
we covered this one because it really made me change my mind about celebrity ghost stories going forward, to be honest. Good. Very good. That makes it even better. And I can't wait to cover the movie Bubba Hotep. Just saying. Oh, we'll have yeah. to talk more about that. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's well, a Bruce Campbell. It's Bruce Campbell, yeah. Well, I want to thank our in-house uh, expert on all things pirates and the ghost of Elvis Presley and impersonators of Elvis Presley, Captain McSlugs. Mm. You can follow Captain McSlugs on TikTok. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. It's a pleasure again. Yes, of course. We'll be back on Tuesday for a brand new episode of Hometown Ghost Stories, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That was the ghost of Elvis walking in Memphis. Nicely done, Rob. God, I hate it. I hate that that's where this went. <laughs> you didn't even compliment my singing, which is weird, but I'm sure everyone else will. So that's fine. Anyways, we'll be back on Tuesday. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey, if you have a celebrity ghost story that you want us to cover, hit us up on Discord. Follow the Discord, join us, talk with us all the time, and we will uh, talk to you there or contact us on any other social media platforms. Gentlemen, please. Good day.